everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of Be Well with Dr. Stockwell. We have the pleasure of being joined today by Veronique Cardon, who is the CEO and founder of The Cogni Diet. Absolutely fascinating individual. She is going to tell us today how we can rewire our brain to help with weight loss, as well as help with life in general. Uh, Lots of interesting information. She's the founder of a clinical trial. She's written a very successful book and started a very successful weight loss program. She's an avid runner and helped her fix her own brain after a very difficult time in her life and which prompted her to found the Cogni Diet. So without further ado, let's tune in and listen to Veronique Cardon. Hey, good morning, Veronique. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, just as a refresher to our listeners, we are um, have the pleasure of being uh, joined by Veronique Cardon, who is the CEO and founder of The Cogni Diet. And she is going to tell us a little bit about her story and her incredible line of work this morning. So Veronique, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure, Diana, to be on the podcast today. And uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation um, so you want to know a little bit more about myself? Yes, absolutely. Please tell us about a little bit about your background and how you found yourself in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in fact, I was trained as an engineer in um, and, and in the business school in Belgium. I'm French, but raised mostly in Belgium. And um, I started my career right from the get-go in pharmaceuticals, in fact, in biotechnology. And um, I veered very quickly to commercial and, um, and you know, marketing roles, um, mostly in Europe. I worked in, all over Europe, but as well in Latin America, Scandinavia. I opened the Eastern Europe market when the wall in Berlin fell and wow. uh, established companies everywhere for my company, uh, UCB Pharma. And um, that was pretty exciting. I was kind of an entrepreneur type of job in a big uh, pharmaceutical company. But then they acquired uh, two companies in the United States in 95. And I got, um, I was very lucky to be chosen to, um, to be expatriated initially in Richmond, Virginia, and then in Atlanta um, to become the head of their marketing department. And then I loved America so much that I got a green card and I stayed here. So I'm an American citizen and I've been here forever now. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah. Um, and um, my my initial career in Europe was mostly um, general management. Um, I was a, a, a young woman uh, with a big role that gave me, um, that was an amazing opportunity um, at that time. But when I moved to the U.S., I became a marketer. And when I left uh, UCB in uh, 98, I, um, I went to work for a big pharmaceutical company like J&J. That's why I'm in Princeton, New Jersey, and then Pfizer, and then some other biotech companies. But as I was doing this, I also had a couple of uh, health issues. Uh, number one, I'm a lucky survivor of ovarian cancer. Oh, in 2001 and i'm very lucky because it was um, detected very early and um, i always say to women if you start to feel discomfort or bloating in those parts of your body you should always check 
because the problem with ovarian cancer is that it's a silent disease and very often when people find it um, it's too late so um, yeah. really be attuned to what's going on there you know if your periods are starting to be erratic and if you start to feel like discomfort and bloating uh, go and see your doctor Okay, so mm-hmm. so that was a wake up call. Especially my husband had a heart attack at the same time. That was uh, terrible for my kids, uh, but it solidified our family forever. We are very very blessed. And then um, wonderful career, but very very stressful. Plus, I was commuting to New York from New Jersey, and um, you're gonna say, how did you know? This is to tell you my story. Then yes. I yes. I had, um, my brain broke in 2006. Um, you know, when you run a lot or when you exercise a lot, at one point you have to take care of your muscle. You need Absolutely. massages, you need to take a break, you need sometimes to take some aspirin or whatever because your muscles are tired. Well, it's the same with our brain. Our brain needs um, relaxation um, and um we we never think about our brain as a muscle or something that we really need to take care of. And in our fast-paced society, we never stop. You know, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. Wow. So that's a lot. Um, yes. yes. And um, so at one point, I, um, I pushed myself so much, and I did not listen to me, and I should have known better, based on what I said about ovarian cancer. And um, I, I ended up at home with, I was unable to read, to write, to do anything. I was not really depressed. Just my doctor said, well, you broke your brain. And I had to learn to heal my brain. And of course, I took some medications. Um, and um but i also started to run that's how i became a runner so i was running every day a couple of miles awesome uh so great for so many reasons yes yes because it releases endorphin and serotonin in your brain and then i also uh, started to meditate i became a a very avid meditator And in fact, you know, I was at home twice for three months because I had a relapse very quickly. I went back too early. So my brain took a long time to heal. And the reason I'm saying this is because this is what triggered, this is in 2006, this is what triggered me to start to change my life. And it was a slow change, but it was a profound change. Um, I got a degree in nutrition. Coincidentally, um, I got it. I finished it in 2006, and um, and then um, I slowly but surely um, took jobs that were more and more entrepreneurial, and then finally did the big leap. In uh, you're gonna say it took you some time, but you know, as a breadwinner, I had huge responsibilities. But I took very good care of my brain, and then I started to do uh, nutrition full time, uh, general nutrition, but also weight loss. And I got frustrated very quickly with weight loss because I could tell people, specifically, 90% of, of your clientele is women when you do weight loss. Um, sure. 
so you can learn about calories, about, you know, ins and outs and what food does to you. But of course, um, it all starts in your brain. <laughs> you could say I'm a, I'm a brain nerd. <laughs> and <laughs> and, um, and I, I realized that I had to integrate some techniques uh, from cognitive behavioral therapy or emotional brain training to uh, to help my clients to really change and to change for the longer term because everybody can go on a diet most of the people will succeed for a couple of weeks but when you go on a diet you you don't think about changing the fact you go on a diet is already sabotaging the end result because in your mind you think it's only for a few weeks that I have to eat differently, that I have to watch my calories, that I have to eliminate desserts or alcohol or whatever. But in the back of your mind, you're giving yourself permission to go back to normal after a couple of weeks. So you're doomed already. Um, and, and uh, you know, the brain doesn't like to change. The brain likes to likes the status quo. It's easier to use those old pathways and neuronal connections in your brain and habits than to change. Your, your, your brain is very resistant to change. That's why it's so difficult, amongst other things, to lose weight and keep it off. But on top of it, um, sugar and processed foods, foods that have been engineered to contain the right amount of flavors, the right ratio between fat and sugar, which is the most delightful sensation people can express. It's a combination of sugar with a little bit of salt and fat. And you have food engineers in all those companies. So it's really designed to appeal to all our senses. And it's going to trigger, as well as sugar, a big dopamine release in our brain. And your brain loves dopamine. Dopamine is a feel-good um, neurotransmitter and um, as well as serotonin that's associated with depression. So if you don't have enough serotonin, you're unhappy. Hmm. And studies showed that, and those studies are done in rats. You cannot do this in humans. But studies shows that um, a rat will choose sugar over cocaine a rat will die for sugar if wow yeah the rat can choose the rat gets an electroshock before getting the sugar the rat will get the electroshock in order to get the sugar such is the addiction and it's the same in humans i mean i'm not saying they would go to the electroshock but this addiction is very profound and the food industry knows it. And there's sugar in everything. Every processed food, even frozen meals, have sugar. Usually in the form of the cheapest, which is glucose, right? Mm -hmm. So the studies show that the fact we are fighting a battle because a carrot, a tomato, an apple, whatever natural whole food even prepared in the most amazing way, is never going to be able to compete with the processed food or the sugar. You are going to release dopamine, but not as much. 
And this is why sugar always makes a comeback. So I realized, so I studied uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm not a therapist. I am not an expert, but I followed a special course for um, nutritionists at the Beck Institute for Cognitive Behavior Therapy, uh, which is founded by um, Aaron and Marta Beck. And Aaron Beck, Dr. Aaron Beck, is the father of CBT. Um, so I started to adapt some of those methodologies into my practice. And in fact, the, the, the foundation of CBT is that, um, you know, you cannot let yourself be controlled by your environment uh, or by thoughts, thoughts that have been ingrained in your brain because we have preconceived notions or because of our childhood or whatever. Like you say, if I think that I'm not going to get that parking space when I drive to Princeton, the chances are I'm not going to get it because I put my brain into a negative mode, a mode of failure. Whereas mm -hmm. if I go optimistically, my energy and my mind and my efforts, the chances are it's going to work better. Well, it's the same. It's the same with everything in life, you know. Um, Absolutely. So having a po positive thoughts. It's going to help you to lead to positive behaviors because each thing you do in your life, opening the door of your car, getting down the stairs, is a cascade of neuronal transmission, synapses firing in your brain in a chain of command. Well, it's the same when you go for the cookie or for the chocolates, there has been a cascade of thoughts in your brain, plus some level of addiction, of course, that are going to drive you to take that cookie. Mm -hmm. and, and, right? and very often I see, when we talk with my clients initially, when I have groups, um, it's difficult for, I say first week, just do nothing, observe yourself, be your own self-detective realize what is going in your head when you want to go impulsively for that bag of cookie in your pantry or the ice cream in your fridge. And uh, it's interesting because some do a very good job and have realized a lot of things when they come back after one week. And some say, I don't even know what's going through my brain. Um, it's like, uh, I said, well, you have to learn to pause. If you learn to pause at that moment and catch yourself, this is already a victory. And you right. may, Absolutely. right, you may not succeed each time, but if you stop and pause and ask yourself, why am I doing this? What is this going to resolve? Am I hungry? Which is a, a major question you have to ask yourself. Because if you're not hungry, or if you're really hungry, hungry like on a scale of 0 to 10, like really famished or feeling hungry, what's going to happen? You should, go yeah, for, you should go for a real meal. You should go right. for, right? Why for a cookie or for ice Absolutely. cream? So if you can stop and ask yourself a few questions, like another tip I always say is when you see those foods that you try to avoid look at that food like you are you know uh, a detective or observe the food and ask those three questions 
um, besides the, am I hungry enough? But, you know, is it really delicious? Um, is it really unique? Um, is it worse, the calories? Um, and um, if you cannot answer yes to each one of those, then is it really why? You know, are you going to fail for a crappy cooking? So what you can use, no, it's true, right? Um, and the um, the other thing is that, another tip is that you can do the delay, don't deny. So you say, I'm not going to have it now for X, Y, or, re or Z reason. One being, I'm not hungry, but I will have it later. So this way your brain doesn't feel punished because your brain is very, very selfish and wants pleasure all the time. The brain is hedonistic and um, if the brain doesn't get what it wants, it will find to get it later. So if you resist, 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 it's like, you know, the water is accumulating um, on the wall of the dam and at one point the dam is breaking. Um, yes. So the delaying is a way to trick your brain because it's like, I'm not saying no to you, my little brain. You will have your pleasure <laughs> later. No, but you know, you're laughing. But if I, I, um, I will tell you about my program uh, in a few seconds, but I say, if you become a storyteller, your own storyteller, and you start to have a funny yet, um, how would I say, you know, a nice discussion with your brain, you can get out of a lot of those situations. And you can play with humor, or you can play with logics. But when you are in a situation of stress or emotion, usually your survival brain, the limb limbic part of your brain, is taking over your more logical brain, which is the... Um, the prefrontal cortex where you make your executive decisions and it always loses so by starting to tell yourself a story which is one of the tricks you get out of this survival mode and you get into another part of your brain where you use imagination um, and that's one way you can get out of this um, I want that cookie thing. So um, wh what I did is I, I learned all those. And you know what helped me also, frankly speaking, is I've been working in healthcare for over 20 years. I worked in the central nervous system, in diabetes, in obesity, um, in smoking cessation. Um, so I learned a lot about health and the brain during my, my healthcare career. That was very helpful. Oh, so, that. Yeah. So I started to um, test a lot of those games and experiments with my clients. And I did this between 2014 uh, and 2015 while I had my practice. And then I got great results. It was a 12-week program. And I had women one-on-one. -on -one or in groups coming to see me once a week. And there was a didactic part, there was a discussion part, and there was a homework part, experiments. And I got amazing results. 
So encouraged by this, and I changed the curriculum multiple times, and I was advised by doctors, by psychologists, um, and so I had a, a whole system of support, working with an endocrinologist, a person who done uh, clinical trials for weight loss, and um, people who worked in pharma as well. So I designed a clinical trial based on my experience in pharma. Um, there was no placebo group like you have usually. It's difficult. Um, sure. But I, I formalized my 12-week program and 12 weeks because it, it, you need at least 12 weeks to start to see some changes. And um, when people say to me, 12 weeks, Veronique, this is long. I said, how many years have you been on a diet? Well, 10 years. Okay, so what is 12 weeks versus 10 years, right? To change. Right, yes. Be realistic. Um, so we did this with 40 women, and uh, I didn't make things um, easy for me because I decided to enroll, I, I hate to say older because it's not true, but women who had failed multiple times and who really wanted to change. So the average age of my trial was 56. So my doctors, my advisory boards, and uh, when I presented the data at the American College of Nutrition and the American Society for Nutrition, were very impressed that I had gone for an average age of 56. In fact, my biggest losers, if I may say so, were women in their 70s. Wow. They lost 30, over 30 pounds over That's 12 amazing. weeks at 70. So right. message to women who hear us and men, it's never too late to lose weight. That, that's that's one preconceived notion people have. You know, when you abandon the idea, oh, I'm 65, it's too late, it's never going to work. No way. It's always possible. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, um, so we did the trial and we measured not only, so I had a special, uh, very expensive um, scale that gives your body composition. So we were measuring the loss of weight, of course, each week they had to come on the scale and the paper was printed. That's how we documented the weight loss. Uh, and um, they were very serious, those 40 women. Very, they were very dedicated. Um, and they also had to, f to submit. Uh, we counted, uh, we took into account the initial um, um, uh, panel of lipids, so the LDL, the HDL, the good cholesterol, and the triglycerides. We also collected fasting glucose and A1C, which for your auditors who may not know what A1C is, A1C is in fact an average calculation of how much glucose has been in your blood for the past three months which is a better indication of what's going on versus fasting glucose, right? Gotcha. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So Definitely. we did this. We did this. Um, um, we gave a letter to each participant that they had to share with their doctors. Um, and um, if they were not furnishing this baseline information, they could not be enrolled. So I lost a couple of participants because I wanted between... 
40 and 50, I lost a couple because they could not give me the information. Because a clinical mm. trial is very serious, you know. Yeah. And then, okay, and then at the end, and then we were we were measuring uh, not only the weight loss but also the body composition, because I was very interesting to see interested to see how the fat uh, was going down. Because if you don't pay attention when you go on a diet, twenty five percent of your weight loss can be your muscle mass, and that's mm-hmm. why I always say to women, especially um, women who are over 50 you have to exercise especially do strength training when you try to lose weight because otherwise you're going to you're going to lose your muscle mass and because your muscle mass consumes 3 to 4 times more calories than your fat mass this is a crucial message to you ladies <laughs> who are over 50 and are not exercising you need to especially if you want to lose weight, because the more muscle you have, the more calories you will burn. Yes, makes sense. And I've had some skinny ladies coming to my my practice, and when they get on the scale, they have like a 45% um, body fat. And they look perfect. But they have zero, almost no muscle mass. And muscle mass is not just about weight loss, right? It's because your muscle mass is your passport to freedom and independence when you get older. Yes, definitely. It's holding your spine. It's allowing you to walk and to take, you know, to go into your cupboards and stay, you know, and do all the things that you want to do as long as you can. So there's a big, um, there's two sections uh, or two chapters or two elements in this program that have to do with exercise. So we are really, we're not an exercise coaching program, but I really try very hard to persuade and encourage my participants to exercise and not just cardio, which is something that women in general prefer. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, because in fact, if not done properly, cardio can also start to uh, eat up um, your muscle mass. But strength training, and one negative thought or one sabotaging thought, we're going back to CBT now, is that oh, I don't like the bulk. It's gonna make me uh, look bigger. No, 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 no. It's not gonna be like this. And also. If you combine um, strength training with weight loss, you have to eat a little bit more because you're building a muscle mass that also needs more calories. And also, you may not see a change uh, on your scales because you're building muscle mass as you lose fat. And uh, But you could see that your percent of body fat is going down, but also that your clothes are getting looser in spite of the fact that your weight is not budging and people are some i say to people and to to my clients don't be so obsessed with your scale check what's going on because we can regain very quickly but check more about how you feel in your clothes because that's that's the real weight loss that's the body change um so to go back to the trial, the average weight loss was 12 pounds. 
the the max yeah the maximum uh, weight loss was 33 pounds, and this is this is only looking at the you know the we we were following the rigorous rules of clinical trial, so if the data was not entered on time or furnished on time or not whatever, the data was not counted. Okay, so but um, that's pretty impressive. Um, this was like a, a six to seven percent weight loss from initial weight, which is better than for uh, you know all those pills for weight loss. And sure. and uh, most importantly, they all came back after six months, and this is what I'm very proud of. They hadn't seen me for six months. They had their curriculum because they each got a binder with my program and all the information. The average weight loss was another two pounds. So they had lost no 14 pounds average. Wow. <clears throat> and then, yeah, And then they came back after one year without seeing me. And the average weight loss had been maintained. Remarkable. So when wow. people say to me, well, they didn't lose more, I said, I say, honey, let's look at the big picture here. Okay. They left the, they left the cognitive diet trial for t that they did for three months and they were able to maintain a weight loss for nine months. That's amazing. Okay. So because it was done well with the right advisors um, and, uh, you know, the right statisticians, um, that's why I was invited at the American College of Nutrition and at the American Society of Nutrition to present my data in 2018. At the same time, I wrote the book with my entire program so people can do the program with just my book, which is available if I can do a little bit of self-promotion. Absolutely. Right. On Amazon. Excellent. Uh, and it's, 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 um, it's regularly... If you if you go in the you know books for weight loss, my my book usually always appears bit in the the top ten to thirty. Oh, that's amazing! Or, or sometimes forty. Whereas mm -hmm. I think there are like if I say thousands of books for weight loss, and yeah. it's um, it's very well priced. You have the entire program with all the experiments in the book. And then I published that that was published in 2018. And then I published a companion book with more experiments that you can do um, in a holistic manner, because the cognitive diet principle is that if you want to lose weight and change, you have to change holistically. So in the sure. program, not only do we approach nutritional changes and behavioral changes, but we also help you address the impact of stress because stress makes you fat for multiple reasons. I can speak about this if you're interested, Diana. Emotions, uh, the positive affect, uh, aspect of, um, of, uh, of exercise. But also I want women to feel empowered to take care of themselves, to put themselves first. And because yes. if you're right, it's like the... I think you are a pilot, aren't you? I am. I am. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, you know, if you are in the plane that when you have to take the oxygen mask 
and you have children with you. The mother has to take it first because if she doesn't take it first, she cannot help her children. Well, it's the same, you know. um, One of my clients who is a nurse, and so kudos to her right now because um, she's very busy now. We are in in full COVID, um, COVID drama. Um, and Erin, hold that thought for just one second. Yeah. I think some of our listeners want to know, I know I definitely do. What is the title of that book? Hold your thought about your nurse friend, because we definitely want to hear from okay. hear about her as well. But um, what is the title of your book so that we oh, can yeah. find it on Amazon? Of course, I forgot. Weight loss starts in your brain. Okay. And, loss but, yeah, but if you go in books and you just type The Cogni Diet, my books will appear automatically. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I didn't I just, mean to break your train of thought no, there. No, I just no. didn't, didn't want to get too yeah. far away from that opportunity. Yes, absolutely. So the cognitive type in yeah. the cognitive, it pops right up. Yeah. So okay. I, so this nurse um, who is divorced and raising two boys on her own um, oh. and who's taking care of her mother, imagine this, taking care of herself. So she, she, she did it. She lost 45 pounds. Wow. And she's, she, um, she, she sent me a testimonial and she said, you know, I had to do the cognitive diet to get convinced that I deserve, I'm not quoting her right, but this is the gist. I had to do the cognitive diet to realize that not only was it important I put myself first, secondly, that I could put myself first, that's possible. So I had an excuse that I couldn't, but I took the time I came to do the program once a week for one hour and drive I did the shopping I did more cooking and um, I realized that life was going on you know with my kids and my mother and my job so you can take the time to prioritize to take care of yourself And and the second thing she said was that I have gained so much more energy I feel so much better um, that I can do more for my mother and I can enjoy my kids more. She said, we are now skiing together. You know, we live in New Jersey, so you can ski um, on very small hills, <laughs> but you can, right? Uh, she said, my, my physical stamina, my energy, I am more present. My life is much better. And even my kids said, mom, you look different. You look happier. So... Mm-hmm. The end result is that she took the time, she bite, bit the bullet, and she said that before it was all excuses, the excuses that she couldn't do it. Is it easy? No. Is it courageous? Yes. Is it deserved? So much. So I'm very proud of her. And oh, that's an amazing story. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, um and um, and then I, I have, you know, now we are in 2018, 2019, and I continue to do one-on-one. And, um, and uh, the book has been selling extremely well. Good. Uh, and um, the, so people, people succeed with just the book. I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, and then I decided to launch the pro- the program online. So the, the, the lectures, of course, you don't have the feeling that you are in a class with other women. That has disappeared. But you sure. can follow the program. I think the combination of the online, um, which, by the way, is now at the never, ever 
done before price of you pay per month and you can stand you know because people say after three months i want to go back to the the website and listen to you again so no it's 7.99 a month so if you yeah so if you want to do it only for three months it's going to cost you like 21 dollars, right no 25 dollars, and the book is uh, i think 20 dollars. so um yeah and i've given it for free again to all my clients now uh in light of covid um, sure. so they can go back because now we are stuck in the house uh, there's a lot of restrictions to go out so the temptation because of the stress and the anxiety uh, may be bigger to go in the fridge so my advice is put put a big paper on the fridge or on the closet and said um, you know what is this going to answer right oh that's a great yeah yeah that's what is it idea. going what to is answer going? yeah so, um, so, um, and now, now, um, I am into my, my phase five, because I, I always had that vision when I started a cognitive diet, I, you know, I didn't really know, you know, sometimes people say I had a big vision and I knew this and it's true. You have a vision. I'm talking as an entrepreneur now, Sure. but the, the road to that vision is made it's like weight loss by the way is made of multiple little back and forth or you go on a tangent and then you go back to the big road right but you have to keep your eye on the on the vision and i always said well i will do this i will do this program i will test it i will do a clinical trial i will publish the books which i would never have thought i was able to write a book like a few years ago, but I did it with yeah. help, with help from yeah. a coach. Um, and uh, and at the end, uh, for women who are entrepreneurs, um, you may have a lot of tension as well. You know, we are always multitasking. Oh, so, absolutely. But now the next stage is to create an app. And I want this app to be like an adventure. A fun adventure because oh. if your brain has fun your brain will be happy i don't think we use our imagination enough i don't think we use our our humor um no. right definitely don't we're a very work hard culture yes and uh, not a lot of play unfortunately yeah but we can create our own play you know we can have our mini mental breaks and and create those little games um i think if you allow the little crazy part of yourself or the childish <laughs> your, your, the childish part of yourself to come a little bit more closer to the surface, you would be surprised, you know, you would be surprised because um, to make your brain happy, um, and I'm not talking about being in the la-la land of, you know, everything is rosy and perfect, you know, we you can never be in nirvana for too long, right? Right. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, but um, if you, your brain wants to be happy. And one way this society has found, and I'm not just talking about America, it's the same in other countries, you know, is to get the serotonin and the dopamine from food. Mm-hmm. But yes. there are so many other ways to get pleasure in life. 
and to give this little boost of dopamine and serotonin to your brain. You know, instead of going to the fridge, go for a walk. And don't go to the walk with the, you know, with the mindset of, yes, okay, the cognitive diet lady told me it's better to go for a walk <laughs> than to go in my fridge. Well, then you don't enjoy the, you have to enjoy the walk. You have to smell the roses, look at the yeah. trees, um, observe with your brain. So if you are Im immersing yourself in the experience and, and, and creating a way to have joy, maybe not happiness, but joy, then you're releasing a lot of dopamine and serotonin. And then your brain will forget about the cookie at home. <laughs> true very true mm -hmm. so um what I'm... an amazing program veronique wow mm. wow so how um so you have your book and then it sounds like you have a practice a brick and mortar practice in new jersey is that yes. correct yes yes and then yeah. you're going with your online course and then i love the app in fact one of the questions i jotted down for you and you covered it was um do you plan on going um mobile platform based so yeah. an app which is fantastic um some pretty startling statistics out there we we are on our phones so much and so many people now are just pulling up websites and doing research on their phones and not even really using a laptop or a desktop computer anymore no. um, it sounds no. like this is the perfect thing for an app um how else like how how do people aside from just googling your website um how do folks find you um are you affiliated with any any kind of uh, medical practices or in any groups um if people don't know to to google the cogni diet and find you um how else can we find you no i used to be associated with um, a wellness practice but i'm on my own now and to okay. be honest i i have private clients and um 90% of what I do with those private clients is weight loss. And, um, uh, you know, I, I want to emphasize the fact that the ones that succeed are the, one who, the ones who are sticking with me. I mean, unless you don't like working with me, of course, which is possible, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's true. not, it's, you don't change overnight. And we are such... We, we, we want everything immediately. We want instant reward, which is coming from the brain, by the way. So uh, if you stick with me for at least 6 to 12 weeks, you will get amazing results. Um, oh, that sounds awesome. Okay. But I also, do, I also do now um, DNA, DNA testing um, and um, from a nutritional perspective, and that has delivered quite some uh interesting aha moment oh um you know because you can you can really confirm that you are highly uh, gluten intolerant or that you are lactose intolerant or that you are if you don't pay attention you are not going to metabolize or you know your vitamin b's or d's or c's as well as other people so from a nutritional perspective, um, I've been very impressed with the results I've got and how it was helping people uh, change their, um, it's a very powerful tool. So that I started to do like two years ago. Um, but most, I mean, more and more of my time is devoted uh, to online and to, you know, I never thought, you know, 
in a way, this this new um, this new road is making me spend more time on my computer, but also <laughs> it forces me to be on a never-ending path of learning. You know, oh, and are you are in the same position. Social media, um, in the power of Instagram, the power of stories, um, the evolution even of apps. You know, are, they're getting more and more sophisticated. Artificial intelligence, um, and um, you know, um, augmented or virtual reality experiences. So the the, the the field is changing at the speed of light. So um, the way people and and what is happening now with COVID is going to change the way we shop and we learn and we interact forever. Oh, for uh, sure. So. For sure. Um, but but a, a good old coach, you know, the human touch and the fact that somebody is helping you and guiding you and listening to you. Because who wants to listen to your weight loss struggle? Nobody. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Unfortunately. So, so a coach who listens to you and helps you and supports you, you know, when things are going well or when things are not going so well. I mean, really makes a difference. Um, so I'm, you know, that is something that really is important to me. In spite of going with the app and the online, is this um, when you can touch a life, you know, and help somebody who cries in your office and says, you know, I've been trying to lose weight for twenty years and I feel like a failure. Oh. And you say, okay, let's change this. I have a client now, and she has lost 45 pounds already. Oh, that's amazing. So so um, it's giving the confidence, uh, you know, the confidence and the support that you can do it. You can do it. And that nobody is perfect, you know, that, right. that weight loss is not like an enterprise it's not like a linear road i mean if you look at the weight loss um, curve it never goes down like boom right in a linear fashion you have ups and downs and ups and downs but you see there is a trend and i always say to people um when you start to engage in a weight loss program especially on your own you know, you have your goals and your your um, baseline weight, and um, put put this in a, an Excel sheet or you know, or just on a paper. And as you measure, or maybe not over the day, I would say over the weeks, when you measure the changes, you know, look at the trend, look at the trend. That's gonna help you deal with ups mostly ups in a in a much your body is never going to lose weight your body is very mysterious um sometimes you you exercise well and you eat well for one week and nothing happens and then the next week all of a sudden with no explanation you lose three pounds right right so so we so i always say to my clients you need to learn to be patient that that's the number one obstacle for weight loss coaches is 
to get your clients to accept that they have to be patient and that losing one pound a week is a major victory because because of the you know the the weight loss industry i'm not talking about all the you know it's a lot of very serious programs and coaches but look at the ads lose 20 pounds in two weeks get in a bikini for summer so (laughs) the expectations are I want to lose 50 pounds in, in six months because your brain, that's another little thing, you know, your brain, imagine that it is a, a little banker, a man or a woman seated on a pile of golden nuggets or golden coins in your brain. And every coin is a pound of fat. So what happens? In fact, this is what happened in The Biggest Loser, um, is that if you are stealing 20 coins from this banker very quickly, he he or she is going to feel the shift in the pile. and He's going to be very, very worried and angry that you are stealing his gold or his pounds of fat. And therefore... The little banker will have only one obsession is to replenish its coffers, his coffers. And he said, she stole 20 golden nuggets from me. I'm going to save 30 now because she's going to steal from me again. This is exactly Mm -hmm. what's happening in your brain. Whereas if you steal one golden nugget at a time, the pile is shifting down but he's not really realizing it. Ah, makes sense. And this makes is exactly sense. this is exactly how it happens in your brain. And because when you are brutally taking away too much fat from the body, remember our bodies were engineered to sustain famine. Our bodies were engineered to keep the fat because Thousands of years ago, you were killing, I don't know, a mammoth or an elk, right? And and we were eating and gorging ourselves for a few days in the cave. And then it had to be for the next animal. Or there was a little bit of, you know, um, so there was this hunter um, civilization and except for a few berries and so forth and roots, humans were only eating once in the blue moon. And right. that's why that's why we we create fat reserves. And there is no limits to our ability to um, store fat. Interesting. So, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Again. So, so your brain is feeling very, very comfortable with this fat reserve or all the golden coins. And um, if you lose them brutally, your brain wants to replenish it, of course. And what happens is that leptin, which is the hormone that <clears throat> controls your appetite and tells you to stop eating, is not functioning so well anymore. 
So you start to overeat. Interesting. And that's why also after those massive weight loss um, experiences, the chances are that if you go back to normal, if you lost 20 pounds, you're going to regain 25. And then you're going to lose 25. You're going to regain 30. Mm. So this is one of the reasons. But the other reason also is that, remember what I said earlier, if you continue each time you lose weight to lose your muscle mass and you don't exercise, then your body becomes less and less efficient at burning calories. So if you could lose weight by eating 1,200 calories a day five years ago, all of a sudden, after all those yo-yo diets, you realize now you have to almost starve yourself at 800. You see what I mean? Right. Right. Definitely. That's because your metabolic rate has dropped. Um, and also, you have this little man in your brain. So you have to trick. You have to trick your brain. So I spent a lot of time explaining this initially, that <clears throat> the steady, like the tortoise and the hare, right? Yes. yes. Like the one pound a week, before you know it, it's five, it's 10, it's 15. And you should be very, very proud if you lose one pound a week. Very proud because it's a major accomplishment. And in fact, if we were on Zoom right now, I could show you, um, you know, I have the most expensive fat in my office because I have fake fat, one pound of fat, <laughs> five pounds of fat, and then I have one pound of muscle mass and one five pounds of muscle mass. So oh, when I, I when I put this five pounds that they lost in the hands of my clients, they realize, I mean, this is like, a, this is a big chicken. This is big. This is big. Yes. Yes. And, and, um, and, and when, you know, another a little uh, trick to uh, make you feel good, when you, when you start to lose five to 10 pounds, and you have stairs at home, um, go up the stairs and then go up the stairs by carrying an extra 10 pounds or 20 pounds. In fact, in my practice, I have a stair and I do this with some of my clients. Once they get like to 10, 15, 20, I have weights in, <laughs> in a bag in my yes. office and I make them go up the stairs. Oh, perfect. And, so that's another way they really feel the difference. I said, you see, it's not just about the size of your pants or the scale. It's also now you realize what it was when you were carrying an extra 20 pounds. Yes. So, uh, so that's an interesting exercise. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, Veronique, I could speak to you all morning long. Okay. Um, this is this is all such great information. Um, we are almost out of time, though. So before um, our platform um, cuts us off here, um, I, I just want to say thank you so much. And this was wonderful, wonderful information. And to our listeners, we, again, this was Veronique Cardon the founder and CEO of The Cogni Diet. And she has a brick and mortar practice in New Jersey. If you are fortunate enough to be in her area, you can see her personally. And I would love to see your office with all of these things <laughs> in it. It sounds amazing. I, I will um, send you a picture. Yes. Oh, please do. Oh, mm -hmm. please do. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, but yes, she's a brick and mortar practice in New Jersey. And then she also has an online platform for the Cogni diet. And she also has a book available on Amazon called Weight Loss Starts in the Brain. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Weight Loss Starts in Your Brain by the Cogni Diet. Yes. And the Cogni Diet. Excellent. And if you can't remember that, we'll have that uh, flashed up um, on the screen if you're watching us via YouTube, or we'll also have it in the notes if you're listening to us uh, via one of our podcast-only platforms. Um, we'll have uh, the name of Veronique's book um, on there. But if you're uh, at a device right now and you'd like to pull it up on Amazon, um, please do so. And you can also find it via the search function in Amazon if you just type in the Cogni Diet. And Veronique, your website as well, um, Is it? can you repeat that for us one more time? Too? Yeah, it's www.thecognidiet.com. And if you Google the Cogni Diet or my name, Veronique Cardon, you will see a lot of things appear. And uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, the Cogni Diet, uh, Twitter, the Cogni Diet, um, or Facebook, The Cogni Diet. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, well, thank you so much again, Veronique. And please stay safe and please stay healthy. The same to you, Diana. It was a pleasure mm -hmm. to speak with you today. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye, Veronique.